The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This show brought to you by Jersey Ninja. New items added weekly, superior quality products, excellent selection, competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. That's Jersey Ninja at jerseyninja.com. Your source for great quality hockey jerseys and performance wear products. of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3. Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? Happy New Year, by the way. So how are you guys doing? All right. Trying to stay warm. Mm, Indeed. I'm trying to heal up. (laughs) So. Hey, does that mean you're actually going to possibly try to... um Speaking of the home page, <laughs> which was updated last May of last year, <laughs> <laughs> you know why Mike has surgeries once a year, right? <laughs> Get the so sites caught up. Update the website. <laughs> he schedules them just so he can update the website. <laughs> hey, it's time to update the website. Let's have surgery. <laughs> it's the only way. See, you got to have work just give you the time off to do it to cost them less. They wouldn't have to pay as much in insurance. Uh, this is true. If you just took the time off. Uh, this is true. Um, check out the homepage as we were going. Uh, support our affiliates like Bitty Boomers. Use code WeebyGeeks uh, for 15% off all your Bluetooth speaker needs. Red Flag Workshop. Use code SMUGGLER3 for 25% off your purchase there on all your patches. Uh, some great looking patches there. Uh, Ken, one of Ken's favorites is Space Force Trooper Punching ET. Yes. Um, also, too, check out uh, Rebel Sabers. Use code Woogie or 10% off all your lightsaber needs at 
hangar-58.com. Use code Woogie Radio for 10% off all your performance wear. And they got some great looking Star Trek, Star Wars, Wednesday, other geek based, uh, uh, I think some Halo, uh, some other geek based stuff. So check all that out. Um, again, Wookiee Radio for 10% off and Weepy Geeks for 10% off at our sponsor, Jersey Ninja. Of course, great performance wear and, um, and hockey jerseys, basketball jerseys as well. So check them out. So, yes, the site's going to get caught up. It's, it's on the plan. It's in the plans. Um, I'm actually, well, I'm laughing at something related, but something different. What's that? If you, he just remembered that he still has to do his lightsaber design. No, it, well, yeah. Well, there's that. I was going to say, if you brought it up, I was going to say, I'll do my lightsaber design when you update the website. Oh. <laughs> Better get that design ready, buddy. <laughs> so I got to say, you better get that design ready. I believe it when I see it. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> no, right. I know. So, um, let's start off with what we tried to do last week, except we had some technical issues. I'll go on first order. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So, uh, yeah. They they interfered. They got us with raspberry jam three times last week. They must have borrowed it from from uh, from the spaceballs crew. But let, bumbleberry jam straight from the bumble. There's that too. Let let's talk about uh, the best of 2023 since we didn't get to do that. I don't remember. So, um, peppers changed. I don't remember the previous. I know the these are in no particular. Uh, this comes from StarWars.com, and I think we kind of agree with most of these. We'll add our own afterwards. These are uh, StarWars.com's favorite Star Wars announcements, releases, and moments from 2023. Uh, Star Wars Bad Batch Season 2 made us cry in the best way. I don't know if this best way. I didn't cry. I know. It was I just know. dirt in your eyes. Hey, hey, I didn't cry at all. Just don't turn the lights on. <laughs> It, it was definitely a heart-wrenching uh, finale. So, yeah. Yeah, when they killed that baby Rancor, it was just, uh broke my heart. <laughs> no, we're, we're way past the spoiler part. Uh, it's when tech just falls off. Oh, yeah. So. I had actually forgotten about that. Thanks. Thanks for reminding me. Yep. So what's going to happen to tech? Is he gone? It's being eluded. Or will he be back in season three? So, um, up next, the Mandalorian took us back to Mandalore in season three, which was, was this was pretty cool to finally see Mandalore in live action after the annihilation. But to just kind of find out that majority of Mandalore was living underground anyway, and what we did see in the Clone Wars was the rare. The, the rare um, civilizations that were on, on the surface. Yeah. But the majority were underground. Well, the majority are underground. They're the ones that are um, surviving because the surface was turned into glass. Yeah. So you don't know what was left on, what would have been on top before that. Very true. So you have a fleet of Star Destroyers um, with what is called an orbital bombardment. <laughs> 
There's yeah. not much you can do. Yeah. It's kind of hard to dodge. So there, yeah, there there may have been a whole lot more on the surface at one point. The capital that they found, I think, was originally partially on the surface also. Right. So, well, we know also from Clone Wars and from Rebels that there was plenty on the surface. Yeah. So. Till that Gideon dude <laughs> did something. It wasn't just Gideon. Well. I think a lot of it started with, uh. With that mall dude. No, no, he was working with them, remember? If I remember right. Yeah. He was working with yeah. the Mandalorians. Yeah. So, um, to continue on, Ahsoka <laughs> arrived and she brought along some familiar friends and Sabine, Hera, Ezra, and more. How, how can we not? This is sad. How can we not forget the droid? But I can't remember the droid's name. Which one? Hu Yang? Hu Yang. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yep. We've had a bunch yep. of really good David Tennant recently. And we got more coming with... Um, wait, didn't Good Omens Season 2 already came out? Aren't they getting ready to put out Season 3? Of which one? Good Omens? Yeah. Yes. I yes. Still season they two. are. I but. believe so. Yeah, I haven't watched Season 2 either. That one dropped out of nowhere. I don't know. But back to Star Wars. <laughs> I don't, I've heard a, um, a lot of chatter around how people were disappointed with Ahsoka. It wasn't what they want, everything they wanted and all that. It's like, that was exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic myself. Yeah. I, I was excited for it. Everybody I hear that's complaining about it to me, it's like, they just need something to complain about. Yep. Yep. This was Star Wars and the way Star Wars is usually trying to be told. I mean, there was some weird stuff that we weren't sure about in it, but I trust in Filoni. He'll explain it all eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which um, I mean, it's it's the uh, you know Filoni Avro. You know what what else can we uh, can we look forward to? I mean, there, there's quite a bit, and so far I have I have absolutely trusted everything that they're doing, and, and I've been. For for the most part, absolutely thrilled with what they've done. I cannot 100% say that. If I'm being honest. I mean, don't have to be happy with everything. But for the most part, I've been been happy with with everything that's been presented. I mean, there there are things that I've, I've, I think we've all taken issues with. Book of Boba Fett was a little disappointing, and yeah, I mean overall, I I would the whole story as a whole, Book of Boba Fett, I was happy with. I just didn't like the way it was laid out. Yeah, Mandalorian season three was okay. Mandalorian season two, uh, I like season two. Season three, I wasn't thrilled with as much. It had some good parts, but overall, hmm. yeah. Um, I just saw something on. I forget where I saw it, but something about some mention of season two of Book of Boba Fett. There's a couple places that are uh, putting up. Uh, it may have been a YouTube thing because there's a couple of spots that have made trailers for it already. Oh, it's like, yeah. not even confirmed that it's happening. No. That's what I thought. Yeah, and we we've already had a rumor that 
um, season four is going to be a movie. Yeah. Well, I've heard the same rumors saying that season two of Ahsoka is a movie and all this other stuff. I I don't I, I, I don't think I don't, season two Ahsoka is going to be a movie. I don't think so either. But well, there is rumors there, out there. All I know of is the movie that's supposed to be at the end of everything. That I think that's what people are running with. Loki's supposed to be doing a movie. So it's going to be Mando season four. It's going to be Ahsoka season two. It's going to be, you know what I mean? Right. It's this, that, and the other thing. Why don't we wait till they actually tell us some actual information? Right. I think possibly because there hasn't been any information on any of that. So people are just making it up. Welcome to modern Star Wars. Uh, Welcome to the internet. Yeah. So, um, up next, celebration return to Europe, and we got some good, we got some good stuff out of that. I had almost forgot about this this year. Yeah, it, it, it was underwhelming enough, despite some of the good stuff we got out of it, news wise. It it was it was underwhelming. I mean, it may have been because I think all the Europe ones have been like this, and in, in Japan, maybe just be because it's not in America. I know. I mean, I know we're coming from a biased um, opinion here, but yeah. I mean, for me, it, it it is a little bit more biased because, well, personally, I would like to see the American ones down here in Florida, where even when there were issues, there were still success. Florida, Europe, it's all the same to me. I'm waiting for Star Wars Cle- Celebration Cleveland. I don't see it happening. We have a full-size ready to go, two full-size convention centers that are big enough to do it. Bring it up to Boston, then we'll talk. Yeah, I'll, I'll come up to Boston. Too much of a chance of a hurricane. I'll come up to Boston. Same thing with Florida. And Hurricanes. even, even <laughs> uh, hurricanes that much. <laughs> that much. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I said. Any coast, California, Florida, Boston, you got hurricanes and stuff like that. Ohio's nice and... Uh, Calm and boring. <laughs> Perfect for a convention. <laughs> and hey, while you're at the convention, you can go see the house where Superman was created. It's in Cleveland. Huh? And the and the Christmas Story house. That, if you come to Boston, you can see where the country was created. Yeah, but what has this country ever done? Cheers. <laughs> it's not Superman. Cheers. I. Uh, Think they close don't go inside the bar. Yeah, don't go inside the bar. You'll be disappointed. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not like the show. Yeah, and I think that doesn't have twenty foot ceilings. Not quite. I I do believe they did uh, tear down the bar. I believe so. I I think that, but I think they closed. They might have tore out the inside. The inside's gone. Yeah, the the building itself is a historic landmark. Oh yeah. But it don't matter if they want to tear it down, those will tear it down. Yeah. Well, n- no. The historical society would would probably fight it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Big time. So um, let's see. Uh, Up next. Well, other stuff we got out of celebration. Uh, the Acolyte, where we see the first, Je- you know, where we see a live action Jedi Wookiee. Oh, yeah. Uh, skeleton well, crew. Uh, of oh, course, we got our this year. Yep. Uh, we got our first look at Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I know it's not Star Wars, but hey, it's Lucasfilm. Yeah. It was fun. It wasn't 
um, it wasn't the best Indiana Jones movie ever, but it was, I actually enjoyed watching it when I, I mean, I've only seen it once so far, but yeah, it wasn't bad. It, it was definitely better than the last one. Yeah. I mean, I, I had fun with the last one. It wasn't, it wasn't what I was hoping for for Indiana Jones, but it was, it was okay. Yeah. I just, uh, the problem is we were, we've been spoiled with the first three. I, I would agree. There was a time when the Temple of Doom was considered the bad one. <laughs> yeah. And it's still not the less for me for the on uh, the other the other two are, my, are better for me, but oh, it's, oh, it's three, yeah. There's something that um special about especially Raiders and um Last Crusade that they've not been able to find yet and figure out what that was. Mm. Well, I think the thing is if you try, you're not gonna find it. Mm-hmm. It just has to it's, it's like if you if if you there are movies that are bad, but they're good because they're bad. And they're movies that they try to make them bad, good, so bad they're good, but you can't you can't do it on purpose. Yeah. Well, that's um, you look at what they need to do is they need to talk to Jason Reitman and mm-hmm. to say, how did you do it? Because <clears throat> somehow when he did Ghostbusters Afterlife, he found whatever it was that made the first two special. If you watch Afterlife, it has the feel. Right. There's something there that he found that fit that makes it feel like the originals. Yeah, but I think part of it too is he didn't he didn't try to redo the originals, or he just tried to continue. Yeah, told a new story in that world. Right. It's almost like the Indiana Jones movies are trying too hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah, I would say a little bit. So maybe that's what it is. You sit back and just make sure you know what the world is and just tell a story. I'll tell you. I'll that's tell what you. Um, we got with Favreau Filoni. Filoni knows this world so well. He just wants to tell a story that it happens to be in this world and it fits. Yeah. There's one main thing that will always bother me about the Indiana Jones movies. And that is that there's only five. <laughs> <laughs> Well, five, a t- uh, one TV series, a bunch of games. <laughs> yeah, but there should be, you know, it's like the the way movies are done these days and everything. You're like, no, it's got to be six. It's got to mm-hmm. be two trilogies. <laughs> Although it doesn't have to be, but that's just like, you know what I mean? Just, there's no guarantee that there's not going to be more Indiana Jones. Uh, I mean, Harrison Ford may not be there, but that does, I almost think we turn it into a James Bond style franchise and just rehire someone new every so often. Don't bring it up to date to, so that Harrison Ford looks at the right age for it. Go back into the 30s and do it when it's supposed to be. And just, uh, you know. There, there was talk of that at one point. They were like, you know, the internet was going crazy. with, Oh, we have Chris Pratt do it or whatever. I don't know. It's like I said, Bond has figured out how to do it. Oh, the Jack Reacher. Um, yeah. Jack Reacher. But um, all the Jack Ryan movies we were talking about have done it. Batman. Yeah. Well, superheroes in general. Yeah. It can be you gotta, done. You got to not be so precious about the actor being that character. Right. No, the right. character is the character. The actor plays it. Right. And you just have to get an actor that's going to appreciate what it is. Mm-hmm. Be able to bring their own version of the character without discounting the previous versions. Right. And that's the tough part. Mm-hmm. So moving right along, uh, we got hyped. Go ahead. No, go ahead. We got hyped for all the big announcements, three new films, two live action series, and other stories to discover, such as the Daisy Ridley movie is coming. 
which I've mm-hmm. got news. I've got, I've got a story for that later. Yeah, I read through a couple of those stories because I knew we were co- going to be covering it later. Um, of course, the Acolyte, the return of Andor with season two, Jude Law and Skeleton Crew, second season of Tales of the Jedi, and of course, uh, you know the other two films. One which is going to be pre High Republic, basically the dawning of the Jedi, and one that's going to be Mandoverse related. Uh, we also saw the return of Cal Kestis in Jedi Survivor. I'm still working on that. It is an awesome game. I'm loving it. And we met Cave Vess in Star Wars Outlaws. By the time that comes out, hopefully I'll finally be done with Jedi Survivor. I don't know if we can really say we met. <laughs> we got a glimpse of. Well, yeah, we got a video of this person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but possible tease as well as maybe Kyle Katarn has come back. Say what? Where was Kyle Katarn? Oh, is there in Outlaws? That, that's yeah, there- that's the speculation. I don't know. Speculation. Speculation. Um, I did just see a thing though that apparently. The release date has been set for late 2024. I thought it was yes. coming like March, April. Yep. Uh, got that story coming up here soon, too. Uh-huh. Oh, which is fine. Jumping the gun, jumping the gun. Uh, who cares? I still won't be able to play it yet, but. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Xbox Series X or Series S. I know, I know. The only downside is I wanted to play Spider-Man and that's PS5. Yeah. But you got to pay a lot more for that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> That's like I got all ticked off because Final Fantasy 16 is only PlayStation. Mm, I get the exclusives, but I also hate the exclusives, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, Return of the Jedi hit 40 years old this year, or this yeah. past year. Can you believe that? I do not. This was the first Star Wars movie I remember ever seeing in theaters. Okay. I was like six. Or no, I was only five, I think, when I mean, I was I was seven. Sorry, I was, seven. I was nine and I turned ten that particular summer. So I was nine. Uh, Star Wars High Republic Phase Two ended. Phase Three begins or began. Which I don't know about you guys. I'm really digging Phase Three. I've only read the first book there. I've not. I've not got any of the comics or anything for it yet. I still haven't really gotten into the High Republic. I I, I have absolutely enjoyed the High Republic time period. Yeah, really enjoying it all. Yeah, it, it, it's fresh. It's new. Um, and, I, and I'm and I have loved the fact that it's all the same writers from the beginning all the way all the way through to the end. And if they have added someone new, obviously the rest of the core team has been filling them in on this is what's happening. So, I mean, this is this whole era has been thought out properly and, and pieced together properly. All I know is about 25 years ago, they did another major publishing initiative that had all of this stuff too. And everybody loved it when it was happening. That isn't looked the back on. So, Oh, so nicely now. Remember the new Jedi order? Yeah. But, th- but they didn't, they didn't sit down and go, 
Yeah, like they did with this one. They had to well, retreat. They had to have. No, they didn't have the retreat back then to go, okay, this is how we're going to do the new Jedi Order. They may not have had a retreat, but they had a, enough meetings and stuff that they knew where they were going with all the books. I, I'm, I'm sure the, the few people who, who were working on it probably communicated with each other. But for this to keep it together at all. But for, for this, you know, for Lucasfilm to go, okay, these are the people we want across all the medium, comics and novels. We're going to bring them all together and go, here's where you're going. Or, or here's here's where you're going to be working in the environment you're working in. Flush it out. I think it's been done well. Yeah, yeah, but new the new, the High Republic hasn't had the courage to drop a moon on Chewbacca. No, but Chewbacca's not around at the moment. <laughs> I mean, you got that too. So, um, or they may have tried. <laughs> Star Wars: Young Jedi Adventures births. I got to watch that. Earth. I've seen like two or three episodes. Nubs Nation. Nubs is awesome. I don't know exactly what creature Nubs is. I haven't gone and looked. He's a teddy bear. But I want to know what happened to Nubs. And I want to know more about his particular race. What, what was Nubs reminds me of what was the character in um, DC's Legends of Tomorrow? Bebo. Bebo, yeah. I still say that was the um, the biggest mistake Warner Brothers marketing has ever made is not putting out a line of Bebo merchandise. But you, you know, right? But you know, what? you know and, what? Uh, stuffed animals and stuff like that, they would have sold them off the shelves. But you Imagine know, a Furby you know, style Bebo. But you know what? <laughs> Lucasfilm has with Nubs, and Nubs is, has been going up crazy on the shelves. So, uh, Star Wars Visions Volume Two dropped. I don't think it was as successful as volume one. I, I think it had, to me, it had less, while I enjoyed it all, it had less hits with the episodes than season one had. It felt more disjointed because it was, um, instead of all anime companies, it was all over the world's animation stuff. So the styles yeah. really didn't feel like they linked together or anything. Correct. Yeah, but. I think that's the idea they were going for, but I, I don't think it. I don't think that's what people were looking for. Well, when, when Visions came out, like we like we talked about then, for me, studios, I was expecting to be disappointed in what they put out, impressed me. Studios that I had the high expectations for, I was let down yeah. with Visions. It, it was weird. It was only one or two that. I, I had I had a, a high expectation and it was met. Uh, like the group who did the uh, from who's known for Wallace and Gromit when they did the uh, oh, yeah. that one to me they nailed it because it was still very much it, it was Star Wars in their storytelling and it worked and it had their campiness and it, and it it had what I was expecting. For, from that studio, but there were there were a couple. I'm like, ooh, I, I'm not expecting much because I haven't liked their works in the past. And like, whoa, blown away. It's like, why can't you do this with your regular stuff? Don't I don't get it. Don't you know. So um, I go back and watch because I've only seen both uh, volumes of Visions once through. Yeah, yeah, me too. There's too much now. Whoever thought we'd hear that. <laughs> 
Hasbro's HasLab finally did something right. They went back to the vintage collection and they brought us the ghost. Like I said, when it was out there, this looks really cool. But I think when they did the Razor Crest and they did the sail barge, they got the scaling right. The scaling mm-hmm. is almost like the ship was just a touch too small for the size figures. Yes. We were talking about that when they were when we saw the pictures and stuff of it. Yeah. It is it's but how are you gonna make a ship the uh, the size of the ghost to scale with those figures correct hundred percent correct? Well, it's the same thing with the Falcon. The Falcon's not the right scale for the figures either. Yeah. No. <laughs> this seemed like it, it never was has been. Now, if you really want to talk about a vehicle that's never been to scale, you had that. There's no way. <laughs> Actually, that would be an interesting HasLab. Yeah. A full-size. That'd be a HasLab that's done done in stages. By the right leg. right By the right <laughs> legs. By the left <laughs> legs. I want to see Boston Dynamics build an ad at. Oh, man. Oh. Did you see their dogs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine yeah. them, the, what they put into some of those, but build an ad at. Yeah. So, yeah, over 20,000 fans will receive their their ghost in the fall of this year, 2024, which I think is one of the fastest turnarounds for HasLab. Because the Razor Crest and uh, Java so, Cell yeah. Barge was like two years. You bought into it, and two year and a half, two years later, it came out. Well, to be fair, that was the first one, so... Yeah. Uh, Comic-wise, Dark Droids and Tales from the Death Star brought horror to the galaxy. Dark Droids was an amazing crossover. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, The brainchild of Charles Soule. Um, What would happen if there was a takeover of droids from Scourge? So, uh, and of course, not exactly Star Wars, but Lucasfilm related. Harrison Ford, re- Harrison Ford reclaimed his hat as Indiana Jones in the <laughs> Dial of Destiny arrived. Yeah, we talked about this some already. So, yep. like I said, I, I had fun with it, but it's almost Indiana Jones is um, the character is getting too old in the movies. Yeah, they need to figure out how to take him back to like the 30s and stuff. That's back in the 20s and 30s when um, he's a pulp hero. So put right. him in the 60s and 70s. Pulp hero isn't the same in the 60s and 70s. I think if we see Harrison return one more time, it's to turn over the reins to either grandson or granddaughter, and she. Is taking and she's taking the character more into a Laura Croft esque type role. In this world, I don't know if I want that. If they if they move her into modern times, I, I would be happy with that. I, I don't. But I'd rather I'd rather see it go backwards and yeah, bring and bring in Alden to do do some some more Harrison. Um, that'd be cool. More Harrison yeah. roles. I, See, I, I I liked Alden as as Han. Yeah, he he, he nailed a lot of stuff. I almost don't want to see someone do a Harrison Ford Indiana Jones. I would like 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 right. I said James Bond. I would almost like to see just see someone new's take on that character. Mm. Like I said, like I, the way he's done with Indiana Jones. 
I think the, no one, no Indiana Jones actors tried to be the guy before. I I think we could get that with Alden, where he could give because he kind of gave Han his own of well, this is what Han was like before we saw the Han we got from Harrison. But there were, but he still hit some of the Harrison mannerisms while still making it his own. I I would like to see that same thing done with by Alden for uh, for Indy. Make it where everything takes place before Temple of the Doom, which chronologically is, chronologically is the first film, and and let's lead up to you no know, the the Harrison Ford saga. I think I think um, as I'm kind of on board with kind of what you had mentioned a little, Ken. Like if we can get people to accept like. Indiana Jones as like a James, like the James Bond, yeah. what they do with James Bond, you know, you just, you do some movies, that actor's done, bring in somebody else, mm-hmm. completely different, completely whatever, similar, whatever, let them do it for a while, and then you could, you could be doing Indiana Jones movies forever. Yeah, yeah. They just have to make sure that they, um, they keep the spirit in the, um, and right. it's the heart of what makes it Indiana Jones and keep it, keep it. Yeah, you know, definitely. You got, I know what the last two movies have missed that we've been looking for. He's not punched any Nazis. <laughs> yeah, but he does in this one. Think, think about this. They, um, yeah, it's not the same. No, definitely not. Also, they're going a lot more. Um, it feels like a lot more out there with the, um, with the fantasy aspects of it, which is weird saying when you think about what they were dealing with the first couple, but the first three the fantasy aspects in it still felt kind of real, even the magic and the stuff like that. But I don't know if it was because it was tied into religious stuff. Maybe. Cause like the, um, but also they didn't put as much of it in there. Like in this one and in, um, crystal skull, the science fiction style aspects of it was a large, lot larger part of the film. than the um the um everlasting life or the um ark of the covenant mm. those were very those were the MacGuffin for the whole movie but the actual supernatural effects of what's happening was a very very small part of the movie right everything else was grounded in reality even um temple of doom really didn't have anything you could say was actual magic well i mean you know Pulling a guy's heart out of his chest—that was yeah. a little. Bit, a little <laughs> but once again, it's a very small part of what that story was. Right. Whereas yeah. uh, in this one, the whole time travel thing—a whole quarter of the movie is him going back in time. Right. Mm-hmm. But with, with Temple of Doom, you know, those stones are are religious and magical. Yeah. Both combined <laughs> for that culture. But really, you could watch those movie and say the um, the whole thing where the. Um, it could have been the people. Um, it's a um, mind reality thing where those stones are gone, so the people don't believe that the power is right. there, right. and so yeah. the, everything goes takes a downturn because the people don't have hope. The idea of it. Whereas when the stones return, everybody is hopeful, and all of a sudden they work just a touch harder without realizing it to make everything better. Right now, that's that's in that one. The, like I said, the hard thing is actually straight up magic and. Stuff like that, but um, when you get the original Raiders of the Lost Ark, really the Ark of the Covenant scene is the only fantastical magic thing in the whole thing. Right. The rest is just straight archaeology and adventure. 
Mm-hmm. Same thing when you get to um, to uh, Last Crusade. Everything in there is pretty much just, like tomb raiding type stuff and uh, archaeological and adventure until you get to the very end of the and he finds the cup. Right. Everything about it is to find the magical item, but you don't get any magic until there. Right. Maybe that's what this is. They put too much of that part of it in there that it just doesn't feel right. It's weird, it's weird to say, but even the magical stuff that happened in those first three movies felt like it should. It was supposed to be there. That, yeah, that actually makes sense. You're, you're right on that. Like, it's just a reality of this world. Yeah, like, you never, you never, in any of those three movies, you were never like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these two, maybe it's just the fact that they um, did too much science fiction style supernatural. I think, I think the other thing is it's not real, like, I think that's part of it. I think the other part, another part of it is that it just, I think, bringing indie an older indie into the fifties or what, you know, whatnot kind of takes some of the fun out of what those movies were. Cause like it, it wasn't as, it didn't feel as adventurous in a way. Right. Well, we, we know Harrison, even though he does a lot of his own stunts, uh, he's a lot more brittle. I mean, just look at <laughs> force awakens. <laughs> Um, he's a little more brittle than he used to be. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what can you do? <laughs> well, he is like what eighty or eighty-two. Sierra, something like that. Tell you in a second. But I mean, it, it's he's eighty-one years old right now. Yeah, he looks really good for eighty-one years old. Oh yeah, but it's also I think as we've been kind of alluding to is time for him to step back. This this type of role is not him anymore. You know what? You could actually, we could do one more Indiana Jones the way we're thinking there, but take a page from what Lucas did with young Indiana Jones and let Indy tell you a story. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Start off, start off sitting at, at some adventurers club. Yeah. He's sitting there and someone is trying to find something that Indy, um, may have some info to they come out and find dr jones mm. and say dr jones i need to i'm doing blah 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 and indy says well let me tell you a story right I, i'd be okay with that with him continuing on the role like that and once you flip once it gets to the end he flips it and then um he actually has the item or whatever it is already and decides no you guys aren't ready for this <laughs> yeah it belongs to the museum not in your private collection yeah keep it indiana jones so, um, hire me. <laughs> Hollywood needs to listen to us. We have great ideas. Uh, John Wicks, Chris Stahelski, Stahelski has ideas for Star Wars. Quote unquote, Disney, if you're listening. Um, Everybody has ideas for Star Wars. Well, his ideas, his ideas are <laughs> pretty. I'm a Star Wars guy. Like the first Star Wars changed my life, of course. Maybe someday out there. Disney, if you're listening, I'd like to take a swing at that. I challenge you to see if Disney could survive me. Uh, he later, ex- uh, he continues to explain that when it comes to other major Disney IP, in this case, Marvel, he would also love to take a crack at Blade if the opportunity ever presented itself. That Ooh, if you met Blade, son, in a John Wick style? Yep. 
that could be interesting. Could you imagine John, John Wick style? Story, it's just guys. Did you imagine John Wick style uh, Star Wars as well? I don't know. Mm, not really. So you said over and over again here, and then um, what we were just saying about Indiana Jones. There's something about there's some kind of heart and um, adventure that you kind of have to have in the Star Wars universe. I think it's just like Indiana Jones. There's a certain heart, a certain feel, and a certain amount of adventure that you have to have there, or it doesn't seem to work. Okay. What what if he took on doing movies? Where the the main character is Asajj Ventress, live action, with her becoming the Sith assassin, and then her going from assassin to her redemption. I'd rather see something like that as a series rather than a movie. Agree. I so I agree. I really am not a fan of villain stories myself. Something totally about a villain. I'm not like I've still never seen Joker, and I'm a huge DC fan. But you know, at this point in time, how much really is Asajj really a, a villain at this point in time? Well, I mean, she does have a redemption. You just said having her be a Sith assassin. Well, at the at the time that things are going on, who's to say the Sith were bad at the during that time period? I mean, it's all subjective. There's a Sith during the Clone Wars. All right, <laughs> but she worked with Dooku. Dooku wasn't exactly yes. Sith. Technically, he was. He, he, was, he, he was dark, yeah, but he wasn't. No. He, he didn't embrace the Sith D-A-R-T-H. completely. Well, that he too, but, he, but he, he didn't completely embrace the, the dark, the, the, the way of the Sith like, like it was expected. Yeah, but I think she did. Yeah. She wanted to. She, oh, she, she did. She, she was the, the Shin of the Clone Wars. She wanted so. to kill people more than he did. Shen wanted to kill people more than Balin did. So, uh, Star Wars Outlaws. I said we're going to get to this. It's been updated. Uh, the, The original Disney blog post has been updated to remove the original release window. Now it just says set to release in 2024. But the original window said March 31st. So if Disney's pulled it, I think we're going to see it closer to maybe May, around a May 4th release, a Memorial Weekend release, or we're going to get it right after some. I know the um, Survivor or the Jedi games have been, um, what, August, March, September? April? I thought, were they? It was later. Or earlier. Or they could save it for the Christmas season, possibly. Yeah, they could do that too. Um, but it is also, it is not the only Star Wars game. That has been delayed. Let's talk about Star Wars Hunters, which was expected to release last year. It's been re- it, there's still no release date for that. Didn't I? Get, I thought they got, actually got canceled. Uh, uh-uh, just delayed. Mm. It's just it's just been pushed back. As of November eighth of last year, it was pushed back, which is devastating because I can't wait for this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, collector's news. The first Lego sets of 2024 are on sale. Oh, uh, anything that we didn't know yet? I am trying to Ooh, get the Jurassic. Yeah, the Jurassic Park skull, which is on par with uh, with, with the footprint, which is mm-hmm. on par with the helmets, is amazing. 
absolutely amazing. Um, looking through here, uh, Star Wars. Wars, the Crimson Firehawk, which is from Young Jedi Adventures. Uh, okay. It's not not a bad looking set. Fifty bucks. No. Gorgeous looking set. But you also got parts of the um, what is the marketplace or whatever on the um, moon where the temple is. Yes, where the temple is. Yes. Oh, that's kind of cool. Nub's little um, speeder bike actually fits in the back of the Firehawk. Yeah. If you build it. Right. Yeah. I know Zoe's going to want this because she she collects the Lego Star Wars speeder bikes. And she'll want the speeder bike. I want the Nub's figure. I'm actually surprised with this. I'm surprised they haven't, um, because of the age range that this set, um, series is aimed at. It's not. I'm surprised they have a Duplo set. I'm surprised they're not doing a Duplo set as well. That may be in the um, in the future coming. Could be. Well, this is a Lego set, but it says it's for ten or ages four and up. Yeah. You know, I got to say, I would probably still get a Star Wars Duplo set. Yeah. I, they, I don't think they have ever made a Star Wars Duplo set. I don't think so either. No, honestly. They have their excuse now. I want to I get this just for the, the RJ droid and how they did that. You know, having the RJ-83. I mean, that, that's a cute little droid. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you've got Nubs, you've got, um, you got Nash, who, who's the, the smuggler, kids, kid smuggler that, that helps the, the Padawans. Uh, this, this is a nice little set. And actually, if you go to the bottom of the page on Lego, they actually, this is, the, I believe, the second set from um, yes. Young Jedi, because they have the Jedi Temple also. Yep, the Teen New Temple. Oh, and they do it. The, they did it the same way. Um, I mean, much smaller scale, but the same way they did the oven base, where you yeah. get the front and the back side of it. Yeah. And you get another speeder. Yep. The ATST's got a nice little speeder too. I like the look of it. Um, and then also to the clone trooper and battle droid battle pack, which this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine droids in this battle pack for thirty bucks, or not nine droids, nine minifix. Thirty bucks. Those are not nine droids. They're six droids, or five droids, four troopers. Well, technically, you get the um, octopus walker droid, the the spider droid. Yeah, that spider droid. That's what it was. So there is the six, but I mean, this is not a bad set either. Thirty bucks for all this set. Yeah, it's a great troop build set. So, um, and then what, something I wanted to discuss, announcement was made earlier this week about, uh, oh, director Shamin Abajnoi, her quote has been, I'm very thrilled about the project because I feel we're about to create something very special in 2024. And it's about time that we had a woman come forward to shape a story in a galaxy far, far away. Well, we've had idiots. So I don't want to use another term. I'll just stick with (laughs) idiots. Uh, Theory from Star Wars Theory has redone it on his one of his latest YouTube videos. He has changed. He has it titled my thoughts on quote unquote. It's time 
a woman-shaped Star Wars was never said. It was said a woman come forward to shape a story in a galaxy far, far away. A story. Yeah. I read a couple of articles on this while we while we were doing the show open and stuff, and um, I see the I I see the side of the um of the people that are criticizing this because, and I'm not defending them at all, but um, Obidjanoi um is um in the history of what she's done, she is an out and out feminist. She has made comments of trying to make men uncomfortable, things of that nature. So I can see where her the way she wrote that sounds like the like um what you call it they this is gonna be a women's Star Wars story or something of that nature, or that we're gonna make women powerful here and make and it feel it feel a little weird. But I also, from the other side of looking at this, to realize that no one um I think even Kathy Kennedy, but Lucasfilm in general, has learned their lesson, hopefully, of letting an um Letting a writer or director or writing directing team have carte blanche to do anything they want. Right. right. Hopefully they've learned their lesson from that because usually that has not ended well in the Disney era of Star Wars. Well, at this point in time, we have Filoni in charge of creative. Exactly. So whatever she comes up with has to get clearance through him. Exactly. Now, yes. No. Star Wars. So he's not going to let her do a non-Star Wars story or something that doesn't feel like Star Wars. Correct. To so, say, I see, I can see both sides and what, how people are coming at it from both sides. I don't yeah. agree either way because I know the full, the real story is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you want to go? Oh, it's time a woman shapes Star Wars. Uh, hello, Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard, Deborah Chow. They have shaped Star Wars to Luke an extent. Run by a woman for eleven years. But if you want to get into the creative roles, Kathleen hasn't done a lot, but Bryce, Deborah, they have made an impact. Well, but the, the whole point of this, though, is the fact that he, she's saying that because um, no Star Wars movie has ever been um, written or directed by a woman. Yet. So what? Uh, but that's the point of what she's saying. Good for her. Exactly. Let, let's hope she does a good film. That, I'm not on the advocate of either side, so it's just that's what I'm seeing here when I'm when I've read through a couple different things on this. So I'm I'm willing to give her the benefit of the well, not the benefit of the doubt, but just give her a chance because I love Star Wars and I and I um, believe in the current um, the current people in charge Info- to actually give us a Star Wars story. And Filoni, we trust. Yes. And you know he's probably Favreau's probably he may not have an official role, but he's still bouncing ideas off of Filoni, and Filoni's good back and forth with him, and oh yeah, everybody else that they're working on. So yeah, Star Wars is now is a team thing now. It's not any one person. Look at who a lot of our our novelists are so far with Star Wars. There's been a lot of female novelists mm-hmm. who have been shaping Star Wars as well. It's yes. been there. Why is it? Now, all of a sudden, oh, a movie being done by a female who there, there's going to be an agenda. Do you know why? Because that's what they do. That's what the people yeah. people people, do. people like theory are scared. Well, it's also they don't want to adapt. I'd say half to three quarters of the guys that make YouTube videos don't believe half of what they're saying, but they are paid for views. And you know, these types of theories 
Right. And um, the stuff that they put out there gets people to watch the video. Well, here, here's the, the longer people watch video, the more people that watch the video, the more money they get. Well, here, here's the other funny part. Theory was doing a was going to do a Darth Vader fan film and used some actual Mark Hamill footage. And someone called him out. Uh, did you get Mark Hamill's permission? Mark Hamill times in. Nope. <laughs> and then and then Theory wants to have an argument about, well, it's on the Internet. It's all it's all fair game. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so uh, I actually, um, not in the Star Wars realm, but I have um, friends who are artists and stuff. I have two friends with actual um, lawsuits in the process of getting put together because their work has been um, sampled through AI. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So they're actually going to be suing the AI companies. So it, they're allowing this to happen. So after bringing all this up, I don't want to wish ill will on anyone. I mean, feel free to create content. If you're going to come out and think, oh, just because it's on the internet, it's free, it's free reign. Cool. May they come after you hard. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. always looking over our shoulders when it comes to the name of this show. Because Wookiee is trademarked by Lucasfilm. And I'm always looking over my shoulder going, waiting for that day where Lucasfilm comes out and says, change your name. Can't use that anymore. And on that day is when we become Smugglers Radio. See, that's where uh, that's where I think a lot of it comes to is um, what the content you're putting out. And are you in um, are you a positive force out there or are you a negative force? The more um, negative stuff you put out there, I think the more chances of someone saying, you know what, we're tired of this to shut it down. Well, for for a while, but you're not making any money at this. You're just having a good time and having fun on the Internet and promoting positivity. I don't see them coming after you for a while. I mean, when we first started the show, we were Wookiee Radio, a Star Wars podcast. I dropped a Star Wars podcast pretty quick. I think after after we started going weekly instead of trying to record two weeks at a time. Once we went weekly, I I think is about when I dropped Star Wars podcast from from the show title. I don't remember it ever actually being in there. Me either. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was almost like a tagline. Wookie Radio, a Star Wars podcast. Because that's how I had it on Facebook and everything else. Well, I dropped it. But within the last year, year and a half, Disney's been going through and anything that says Star Wars, like I'm surprised Star Wars Theory hasn't been nailed yet for this. Um, but they're, they're on Facebook getting it shut down or, or forcing you to drop the Star Wars aspect. So, I mean, we just keep Wookiee Radio on Facebook. We just couldn't do Wookiee Radio, a Star Wars podcast. Because they're cracking down on that. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's still a matter of just your outlook on what you're doing for fandom. I think so. Are you Hadler to have a good time and just put your opinion out there? Or are you out to try to, um, as you're saying with this, he's putting forward the agenda and and trying to be negative. And obviously it's to get clicks. Yeah. Right. Yes, we would love the clicks. But we're also going to we're going to be honest with ourselves. We like something, we like it. If we don't, we don't. We're not going to sugarcoat. We never have. We never will. I don't like Crocs. There, I said it. I know very few people who actually do. I I actually wear Crocs <laughs> off and on. You would. I would. <laughs> but anymore. Florida. Well, right now I've been wearing them because one, it was the easiest thing to wear in and out of the hospital too. It's one of the easier things to wear in and out of uh, when I go play hockey. Here you go, Derek. Mike, go ahead. Wear them in the snow. 
<laughs> I'm not that stupid. I'm not that stupid. Yeah. Despite the fact that Zoe was looking at a pair of cowboy Crocs. What are cowboy Crocs, dare I ask? They are Croc bottoms with cowboy boot tops. <laughs> That's your kid. Uh, it is my kid. Oh, my and, and the sad part is, Derek. Hey, Derek there's a whole, there's a whole um, culture around the little pins, oh, like big pins that sit that you can put on the Crocs. Little characters you can put on your Crocs. I know. <laughs> Gibbets. So, uh, I Mike work, even knows the name of them. I know. I actually work um, at a hospital, and it is one of the more popular shoes among hop- hospital staff. And I've seen right. the, what do, you, what do you call them? Gibbles? The, the Gibbets. Gimmies? Gibbets. Gibbets? Gibbets. Weren't they kind of originally designed for stuff like that, for like hospital workers and stuff like that? Uh, Crocs were originally designed for for medical and uh, food service mm. initially. As a as a clog, they were they were they were designed to be a a a clog that was designed to be more comfortable when you're on your feet all the time, and then it just took off. Yes, I I'll admit I I wear them, but I I don't wear them all the time. I mean, obviously with work, I I have to. If if I worked in a kitchen. And I could wear them. I wouldn't. I, I just wouldn't. So, um, any final thoughts, gentlemen? I think we had a pretty decent episode. Yeah. My final thought is um, something I've said over and over and over again. With with that final story, there is like you'd see how um, one guy's negativity, and not just him. There's other ones out there too, but how it makes such a huge impact, and all of a sudden everybody's paying attention to it and. The problem is the the big media companies and stuff see that one guy talking and everybody's talking about that one guy and all of a sudden it looks like the entire fan base is feeling this. Yeah. The only way we can combat that is like love what you love, but let everybody know that you're loving it. Yep. When you're, if you do, the problem is that, and I've been saying that since I've been podcasting, when we started Geek Watch 1, we tried to be as positive as we could on stuff because the internet is a world of negativity. Yeah. The only way to change that is if the guy, those those of us right now, who I'd say the majority of people in this country and in the world, enjoy what they're do, watching and loving and loving watch it what they're watching. But they sit at home, they love it, and they watch it, and that's all they do. Yeah. If you don't like it, then they get on the internet and go bananas about it. To combat that, we got to do the same thing. We got to get out there and put out there what we love. Are you having a good time? Good. Tell everybody about it. For for me, the main reason why I brought the story up was more for the attention of this is still out there. This person does not represent everyone. And his comments are are backlashing against him and other actions he's done are backlashing against him. Yeah, I hope so. And, and the fun part is he is stupid enough and you know what? Reach out to me. You can find us at WookieRadio at gmail.com. Reach out to me. Hit us up on on Twitter, X, whatever it is, Instagram. Reach out to me. Communicate with me. I'd be more than happy to invite you on this show and we can have a civil discussion. The moment it turns the other way, 
dude, I'll drop you. I got that power to drop you off the, the chat out of the show. But I am not opposed to a civil discussion with you about this. Yeah, you don't have to agree with everybody. We don't agree with we don't agree with each other sometimes. But we're still <laughs> also fighting that. Just listen <laughs> just listen to the last episode of Chronological Project. That's just you're wrong. Hey. But you know what? I learned a long time ago. You you have the right to be wrong and I don't have to correct you. <laughs> See if ever if more people had that um that theory on life, things would be so much nicer. Yeah. You're allowed to be wrong. That's fine. Yeah. I don't have to change your opinion. You're wrong. I'm wrong. Makes us both right. So on that note, <laughs> J7, if you would, please. Gentlemen, sounds like there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right. Cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up. No, I'm all right. information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.